0: Do you have a website for your business? Whether you are just starting out and considering different options or you have a long-standing presence on the internet, a website is essential for today's business. There are some things you need to address to make sure that your website is actually customer-friendly, that your users can access your website, access your products and services, navigate easily around your site, and make sure that they aren't going to leave before they complete their purchase or before they get to know you better in this podcast we're going to talk about five ways to make your website customer friendly Welcome to the Goals Profit and Soul Business Show Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, former corporate executive and tech expert, current leading voice in self-awareness and energy congruence. I decided to go full out and full time in my business in July 2007 after my sixth job layoff in eight years. I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur, business owner, thought leader, and pioneer on every step of that path. I'm the creator of the Cashflow First Method for building businesses that generate revenue from day one. My GPS Business Academy is the premier business education, training, and coaching company that's your expert resource for business advice, resources, and training uniquely provided by a genuine business authority with excellent business credentials. Our focus is on the synergy of process and profits and strategy and soul, and we provide expert business advice, resources, and training for startups, restarts, and expanding empires, teaching our clients how to create cash flow based and profit generating businesses with high volume, high value, and high growth. Thank you for joining me on this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that motivates, energizes, and supports your entrepreneurial ambitions. Let's get started a website is essential in today's business where 20 years ago it was important to have a phone and a listing in the yellow pages today it's important to have a website a presence on the internet it's your potential customers first exposure to your business and your products and services so you want their experience to be easy memorable for its content and not for its frustrations people remember these things And you want them to return. When I say memorable for its content and not its frustrations, I have been to websites that were so badly organized and so badly designed that after a minute or two on the site, when I couldn't figure out anything and I kept getting lost or stuck on pages with no way to return, I just left and I'll never go back. You want to make sure that you avoid this and I'll talk to you about how to do that in today's podcast. With so many websites on the internet, and there are well over 2 billion, there are many people who offer similar products and services to yours. And you want visitors to stay on your website as long as possible, because the longer they stay on your website, the more likely they are to buy from you, provided you have something to sell and they can find it. I want to help you avoid that because once you lose a customer, you probably won't get them back and if your website is so bad and their experience is so terrible then they'll tell people about how bad your website is instead you want them to tell people what a great experience they had how much they enjoyed your website and your content so they can refer their family and friends and other people to your site so here are the five ways to make your website easy for customers to use number one Know the path you want them to take through your site and provide proper navigation with buttons, links and clear explanations. And as a side note, avoid using light colored text. I know it's been the fad in the last few years to use very light gray text on a very white background. The problem is you can't read it. And the older you get, especially if you need reading glasses, you can't see it at all don't hide your navigation buttons, don't hide your links and make sure that your text is readable. Black text on a white background is the most easy to read text. Don't leave people hanging on a page with no way to go anywhere without either a top menu or a clickable link to take them back to the home page. Now I've seen this on many sites and you probably have too where you click to the say services page or you click to a product page And you can't figure out how to get back to the homepage or back to the menu because there is no menu or there is no link or button to take you back to the homepage. If you think that visitors to your website are going to take any amount of time to figure out the navigation, they won't. They'll just close the window. And here's a note here. Be very careful with redirect links, those links that take your visitors away from your website because they won't be able to get back and you will lose them. What I'm talking about here is, say you link to a piece of content or an outside piece of content or another page on somebody else's site. There are two ways to do this. One is to open a new tab or open a new window. The other way is to take them from the page on your website to the other page. Now they're on a brand new website, they're not on your website anymore and they're not going to be able to get back. Sometimes you just can't click that back button to take you back to where you were previously. Now, there's a lot of argument on the internet about which is better, redirects or new tabs. Personally, I always go for the new tab. This is a setting that you have to click in your link and you can do that or your web designer can do that. If you want your customers to stay on your site, I would limit the number of redirect links. Why would you link them to another website? But if you do, make sure that it opens as a new tab or a new site rather than taking them from your website to another website. They may question why you're doing that. If you intentionally move them off of your website onto another site, they won't be able to get back and they might forget about your website. Number two. Give them options to purchase in the content. Never say, email me to schedule an appointment and then provide an email link. Have you ever looked at what happens when you click an email link on a website page? It opens a browser window, not an email address. I see this again all the time, email me for an appointment. Well, you know, I have a lot of experience with this because I've been giving individual sessions and client appointments for over 20 years and I've used a scheduling system for a very long time. I was one of the earliest adopters of online scheduling. When you put an email address in your website content and you make it an email address, when the visitor clicks on it, it just opens another browser page. There's no email box, there's no email address, there's no mail to, there's nothing. So the best option is to have a scheduling system where you can give them a button to click or a link to click so that they can actually schedule an appointment with you. If a customer is trolling your website or they're looking at your website and they need advice or they need help and they want to talk to somebody and it's three o'clock in the morning, the last thing they want to do is write down a phone number or write down an email address so that they will call you tomorrow, which they will forget, and schedule that appointment. They're on your site. They're looking at your page. They're interested. They want to talk to you. Give them the opportunity to schedule with you right then and there. And use an online scheduling system with a payment option so that all your sessions are prepaid. Never go chasing after money. Do not let people talk to you and then try and collect the money from them afterwards. Never set your appointments up by email or by phone. Why would you do that? I used to do that 20 years ago, long before online scheduling system technology was available. And I can tell you, it's a mess. Somebody emails you, you email them back with two or three dates. By the time they email you back, the dates are gone, or they phone you, and they're trying to get to you, but you're on the phone with other clients, so you don't get their message. By the time you can call them back, they've either forgotten about you, you're playing phone tag. It's just a huge waste of time online scheduling systems and there are a number of them acuity calendly time trade there are lots of options available they are low cost they're easy to use and that way you get the appointment scheduled right then right when your potential client is on your website number three don't write too much content in the descriptions you can always write a short sentence and direct them to another page for more Have you ever looked at a website, and there's this long multi-paragraph description, and it's so long, you eventually stop reading and scroll down to see, okay, how do I get this? And there's no button, or there's an email address, again, which clicks to a new tab, or there's a phone number. It's better to give your visitors a short one-sentence description. If you want help with this, click here to learn more. I can help you with this problem. Here's a solution I provide, click here to learn more. And then redirect them to another page on your site where you can give the longer explanation. But if they're looking for something, they don't want to read five paragraphs before their level of interest has grown enough to be able to schedule the appointment. This is another huge mistake I see people making, and I know it's because you want to make sure that your client fully understands what they're getting into, what you offer, what your experience is, how good you are, how you can help them. You just want to tell them everything. But you also don't want to bore them with so much content or overwhelm them with reams of content that they can't get through. Give them a sentence, click here, go to another page. And if you think that they might not understand, believe me, they will. The Internet's been around for almost 20 years now. It's a very big part of people's lives. When I started my business in, back in 2004, the Internet was just getting started. People weren't used to being online. You did have to give them a lot of explanations. You had to do a lot of training in it, as well as providing your content. But that's not the case anymore. People will click on what interests them. They will look at what they think they need. So make your initial description short, add a button, and then take them to another page where they can read the longer description and get more information as they want it. Number four, be sure to include information about yourself. Write a good about you page. You would be surprised at how many people read your bio. Now, I have lengthy bios on all of my websites, And I'm actually surprised that people go to the bio page and want to read about me who I am my life experiences my credentials my history who I am as a person what I offer they actually read those and in fact it is surprising when someone says oh I read this on your bio that's what attracted me to you so make sure that your bio your about us page contains your picture, a good description that relates to the products and services you offer. They want to get to know you, so make your bio focused on your story or how you got started in your business. Be sure to write your hero's journey of transformation. Remember, no one wants to hear a sob story, so no matter how bad a situation was, everybody wants to know, how did you get out of that? How did you overcome that challenge? How did you succeed? They want to know that, so share it with them. Let your story be focused on the products and services that you provide so you establish relevance and alignment with your audience. This inspires and encourages them to see you as a resource that they can use to overcome their own challenges, and that's how they become paying customers. Now, this particular point came from a website review I was doing with my daughter, who is an accomplished person in her own right, and she's starting a new service. So I'm looking at the website, and I said, well, there's no photo of you. There's nothing about you on this website, and yet you are using the reputation you have, the exposure you've had in your industry, and the respect and the goodwill that you have in your industry to build this business to become a resource for other psychologists because she's a psychologist but you don't even have a picture of you on the website and she laughed and said you know I hadn't even thought about that and that's important because I want this business to be associated with me I want to make sure that people know this is my business so she got busy and wrote a good strong about you page a good strong biography and included a photo always make sure that People can click on a link and this needs to be in your top navigation menu so that they can find out who you are. Would you invest your time, energy and effort? Would you share some of your deepest life secrets? Would you share some of your greatest challenges with someone that you don't know anything about? I doubt it. Make sure that you write a good strong bio that's focused on what you offer as products and services in your business. If you love camping and you are an expert fisherman, that's probably great if you're selling camping gear, giving camping advice, and you're taking people on fishing retreats. It's probably not a good idea if you are fixing cars or if you are doing a cooking blog or if you are offering spiritual advice or trauma-related services. Make sure that the things you highlight in your biography are focused primarily on what you offer as a product and service. And then if you want to add, like your hobbies include camping and fishing, if you read my bio on the gpsbusinessacademy.com website, it's focused on my professional credentials, my experience, my education in business, the focus of my business education, training, and coaching activities, why I am a good resource, All of these things are important and all of these are some of the things that you should be sure you're including in your about page and on your biography simply because it's not there just to hold space on your website. Realize that people are actually reading this and then using the information in your bio to determine whether or not you are someone that they want to do business with. On my enlighteninglife.com website, the focus is different because my audience is different. If you read my bio, it's really focused on my ability to help people transform their lives, to overcome trauma, and to use that as a leverage to move into more rich, happy and successful living. I list my hobbies, music, gardening, sewing, things like that at the end, because I want people to know I do have hobbies, I have other interests, but it's not the focus of my biography. The focus of my biography is related to the products and services that I offer and yours should be as well. And number five, publish your prices. Now, I am a strong advocate of open pricing. I have been speaking about that for about 10 years now. I am extremely dismayed at the coaching industry's dishonesty about their pricing, the illegal contracts that they make people sign. I did a podcast on that a few weeks ago and I urge you to go listen to that because it's really important. But publish your prices. Your visitors do not like to have to fill out forms and set appointments with you or a sales service to talk about how great your program is just so they can figure out what the pricing is. And then they get sticker shock because you're much more than they can afford. I've done a couple of case studies on this and I do want to share something about this I'm not going to name names here, but I know several people who call themselves business coaches who market to the beginner end of the spectrum. And I'll say the, the early entrepreneur, the people who are just getting started in business. And they offer a low end entry product. And then their next level product is $10,000, $20,000. Now, does that make sense to you? Because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me as a business owner. It doesn't make sense to me as someone with a finance degree. And it doesn't make sense to me as someone who is a consumer. If I buy something from you at $47, I don't expect the next step on my journey with you to cost me $15,000. And yet I see several business coaches doing this. And guess what? They don't get the numbers. One business coach offers a next level program. That's a step up from her $47 a month monthly membership. Guess how much the Next Level program costs? Something like $15,000 a year or $8,000 for six months. So she's done a few launches for it. And I've been looking at her launch numbers. The last launch she had, now, despite her half million followers, and that's just on social media, I don't know how big her mailing list is, she got five people, five. Now, if that were me in my business, if, or if I were advising her, from a cash flow perspective, I tell her to lower her prices or to put in a separate program in between her entry level $47 and then her next level of like 15000 I would advise her to put something else in there because it's too big of a price jump. Plus she is known as a low cost leader. So she can't charge prices that put her up in the top percentile of pricing. It doesn't make sense to her customers, and they can't afford it, so they don't sign up. And if people are not signing up for your programs, there's a problem with your marketing, but I would be more inclined to tell you there's a problem with your pricing. Pricing is important, and you insult your visitors to your website when you tell them that it's so insignificant and they're, you're so sure they're going to buy from you that you don't even have to publish your prices now this is a relatively new thing i've seen it probably in the last two or three years where people don't publish their prices my prices are out there i stand behind them i know my pricing is good i price according to my audience and not according to this elitist belief that i should charge as much as possible if you're going to put a product or service out there publish your prices make sure your customers can see your prices Make sure that you are comfortable with your pricing and price for your audience. Here's a point that I've made and I've written about this and I've used this as an example a lot. How many of you own a Ferrari? I would be willing to bet that very few of you own a Ferrari. You've probably seen one down the street and you go, oh look, a Ferrari. And then you turn the other way. How many of you want a Ferrari? Personally, even if I could afford one, which spending half a million dollars on a car is just not my thing, but it doesn't have any trunk space. What do I do when I go to Home Depot or Lowe's and I buy a bunch of fencing or a bunch of mulch from my garden? Where am I going to put it? That's why I have a big car. That's why I drive an SUV and an older SUV at that. How many of you have ever seen an ad for Ferrari? You don't. They don't advertise. They don't have to because they aren't a mass market producer. They have a specific clientele, they market only to that clientele, and they're not interested in spending money on general ads so that people can say, oh, look, that was a great Ferrari ad. People who will never buy their products. So make sure that you're not pricing at Ferrari levels when your audience has a Volkswagen budget. And that's probably the best piece of pricing advice you'll ever get. Also publish your prices. If you are so embarrassed about your prices that you won't publish them, don't expect your visitors to click on the schedule a discovery session now button because they won't. And one more quick story, and this is for me, it's actually a very memorable story because it involves my grandmother, whom I absolutely adored. So my grandmother lived in Paris in the 16th, uh, what they call the arrondissement, the, the, kind of the suburb, which is a very ritzy area of Paris, right around the corner from the Eiffel Tower. And I used to go on walks with her and we used to walk up and down the streets and look at the shops and look at the stores and there were lots of restaurants in that particular neighborhood. I lived with her for a while. I was about 12 or 13 and we're walking down the street and we're looking at the different restaurants and of course in France all restaurants have to publish their menu outside so there's this little glass case and it has the menu and some menus had prices and others didn't and I asked my grandmother one day I said well, why do these menus have no price? And she looked at me and smiled and said, ma chérie, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. That story stuck with me. And every time I see a website, they're offering products and services, and I'd scroll down the page and look for their price, and I don't see a price, I can hear my grandmother's voice in my head saying, ma chérie, if you have to ask for the price, you can't afford it. Let's recap quickly the five ways to make your website easy for customers to use number one know their navigation know how you want them to navigate through your website provide buttons links and means of navigation that are very clearly indicated so that you get them to visit your homepage, your blog sign up for your newsletter buy a product or service or look at something else that they want to see you can do that using the proper navigation And then always put navigation in there so that they can get from wherever they are back to your homepage. Also, avoid using light gray content. This is another one of my pet peeves. That and really small font. If the majority of your audience is, say, adults between the ages, I would say 45 to 65, we wear reading glasses and we can't read your content. And guess what? If you can't read your content, we're going to leave your website. All right, number two give them options to purchase in the content never use a link to try and email me for an appointment or a phone number because generally if they're looking at your site and they're having a problem they need to schedule right away use a scheduling system and always get payment before the appointment is conducted number three avoid writing too much content in your initial descriptions Write a sentence or two, make it short, make it descriptive, and then lead them to another page where you can give them a really long description and all the background if that's what you want to do so that they can know that that product or service is the right thing for them. Number four, have a well-written bio. Your biography is important. People wanna know who you are, what you've done, why they can count on you as a resource, why you're relevant to them. Make sure that your bio includes a picture so they can see you. Even though the website is an anonymous place, the internet is an anonymous place, when they're going to hire someone to work with, they don't want anonymity. They want to know who they're dealing with. And make sure your bio highlights the challenges, but also the victories. Everybody wants to read the hero's journey. Nobody wants to hear a sob story. And number five, publish your prices. I know that I harp on about this and I do because I think it's so important. I think the pricing strategies in the coaching industry are highly unethical and I have been speaking out about them for a long time. In fact, I'm the one who started probably back in about 2011, 2012 to reveal that coaches who charge extraordinary prices for their payment plans are actually violating usury laws in their states. And I am the one who spoke so much about this that I've actually gotten people to start charging legally for their products and services, meaning the total amount of your payment plan cannot be more than 8 to 10% depending on the state of the total price. There are ways to word it to make it look like that's not what you're doing. You're not charging them an extraordinary amount for a payment plan, but your customers know they know that's all automated. They will automatically bill their credit card for every payment cycle, and it makes you look bad. Don't do it. Reputation still matters on the internet, and it's important for you to maintain your reputation with your clients. Remember, you're not just dealing with one person, you're dealing with that person and their entire social media presence, and all of those people, too. Make your website easy for your customers to use. Make it easy for them to navigate. Give them appropriate content. Give them resources to be able to schedule with you. They'll reward you by becoming a loyal customer, by sharing your information with their friends and family, by referring you to other people, and you'll have a great reputation for someone who's easy to do business with, who's honest, and that they trust. And when you make sure that they can use your website easily, they can navigate around it, they can get to where they need to go, they can learn something new. The longer they stay on your website, the more likely they are to buy, and they'll reward you with becoming a long-term and loyal customer. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals Profit and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode, that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. If you're at a crossroads in your entrepreneurial journey, whether you want to start a business, expand an existing business, or you need a skill you need to learn, let me help you take the next best step. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create cash flow based, high value, high volume, high growth businesses. I'm also an eight time best selling author, radio show and podcast host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. I'm the business and technology expert who decided to go full out and full time in my business in July 2007 after my sixth job layoff in eight years. I know what it's like to be at that transition point. I also know what it's like to start, manage, and grow a business. And I'm an expert in the online space. And I'm sure I have a program or solution that's right for you no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Find out more at gpsbusinessacademy.com. Please subscribe to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together. It's Jennifer Hoffman. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you again next time.